Have you ever had a civil discussion with someone you disagreed with or who had a different perspective than you? If you have, what did you learn? Here on The Moderate Review, we try to have these kinds of discussions. So, let's talk. On this episode of The Moderate Review, I'm joined by Sundell Taylor, Mrs. Pennsylvania Galaxy 2021, and Mrs. Germany World 2020. And we talk about beauty pageants and how they are set up, as well as how Sandel got into pageantry. So, let's talk. I do not believe that onions should be a topping on any item. Um, I absolutely hate onions. Um, I don't like the taste of them. Um, I don't like the way that they make your breath kind of smelly. Um, and I just, I really don't eat them on anything. And I know that that's totally random, um, but it's actually kind of silly to talk about it because my husband loves them. So it just shows, goes to show you guys that two opposites definitely can attract. Um, and it kind of just brings a fun topic to your podcast today. All right. Thank you. And so I guess I got, I got to ask this question. So are you cool with like onion rings or like... Or just no onions in general? I, yeah, I don't like them at all. Um, I don't, like, eat onion rings either. Um, but, like I said, my husband loves onions. So, you know, I got to I gotta deal with them And as, you know, he sits across the table from me. <laughs> all righty. That, that is kind of funny. So, um, and so, um, on this episode, we'll be talking more about um, beauty pageants and, uh, I guess, more misconceptions between beauty pageants and uh, beauty queens. And so... So, Sindel, could you um, t- uh, elaborate or tell my listeners, um, I guess, you or what's your story and how you got into it? Absolutely. Um, so, my story of getting into beauty pageants actually didn't start until I got married. Um, I did competitions all throughout my life. I actually grew up behind the scenes. My dad was a hobbyist photographer as I was growing up. And I started modeling when I was really, really young. Um, But I never actually was really interested in competing in beauty pageants. And then I was 19 years old and I had my wonderful son. So at that point, there was actually not a lot of beauty pageants that I was allowed to compete in because so many of them at my age, um, when I was 19, didn't allow single mothers to compete. And so I really didn't know much about them other than I wasn't allowed to do them. And then when I got married to my husband, I decided to compete in my first ever beauty pageant. And that was just in 2015. So it wasn't that long ago. And I was honored to win the overall interview award, which is given to the contestant that has the highest score out of all of the other contestants in their interview. And then I was honored to receive the first runner-up title for that particular system. And I kind of got bit by the bug is kind of the words that uh, I hear a lot. And I just love everything that they've done to help me kind of embrace this amazing self-confidence that I've now grown to have. Back when you started and now, uh, till now and such. So like what's, and I've, I've kind of put two and two together. I figured there's a lot of, uh, I guess, beauty pageants out there. And so, like, what are, I guess, how many are there out there? And, like, what are their, uh, I guess, requirements, so to speak, in order to compete? Oh, so there are probably thousands. I really don't even know total how many there are. But I'm going to give you the three 
most common divisions. So think of a division like hockey or basketball. You, they're separated typically by age and typically by marriage status. So there is the MISS division, which is M-I-S-S, which is typically your teen uh, 18 to 27 range. Um, now, there are younger pageants, but again, like I said, I was never involved in them. Um, so there are like junior miss and junior um, and preteen and all that, which is actually a big part of this, why I chose the system that I'm doing now, but I wasn't really involved in that. And then there's the Ms, which is MS. And those are typically for your women that are 27 and older that are typically unmarried. And those women can either have kids or not have had kids. So it's kind of like a category for older women who, I don't want to say older as in they're old, old, older, but older mm-hmm. as in that they aged out of that Ms. division, but they still want to compete. And then there's the Mrs. division, which is the MRS, married contestants, that are literally the, um, the requirement is for different systems, typically 18 and over, and then legally married. Um, So whatever that means in that particular state, as long as you are legally married by the time that you are entered, those are typically the only two requirements for most pageants. Now, every pageant system is different. So for my particular pageant system that I'm competing in this year, which is the Mrs. Galaxy pageant, um, you do have to either work or live um, or, or reside in the state that you would like to represent or like the area that you would like to represent. And that is a very common theme in most pageant systems, um, but not all. So there's several different ones, actually. Uh, I'll, I'll say this, you know, I did do a little bit of Facebook stocking prior to this interview. And so could you maybe kind of like elaborate a little bit more of, I guess, what the, I guess you said the journey was like from, I guess, being Miss Pen- Mrs. Pennsylvania Galaxy, Mrs. Germany, and, you know, things prior to that. Yes. So as I mentioned earlier, I actually started pageantry later on in life. So the very first pageant that I competed in was Mrs. Pennsylvania American Beauty in 2015. And that's the one that I was talking about that I won the first runner up and overall interview. After that pageant, like I said, I kind of got bit by the bug. So I moved into a different system called the Miss Pennsylvania America system. The Mrs. America system is one of the oldest system that there is for married women that's out there. It's been around for a really, really long time. And so I really wanted to compete in a system that was kind of there. And I competed in that system actually for three years before I even won the title of Mrs. Pennsylvania America. And I won that title in 2018, which was like, I I still to this day... Um, I still don't believe that I won that title. Like it still like doesn't phase me that that was really kind of where this journey kind of took off, so to speak. And then later on that year, I decided my journey wasn't over. I wanted to stay within the Mrs. America system and they have a sister pageant. So a pageant that Mrs. America actually goes to called the Miss World pageant. And I decided to represent my father's heritage on my father's side as Mrs. Germany World. I have a great grandma, actually, who is from Bavaria, and I have cousins and siblings that are actually still located in Germany, actually in Cologne, and so it was really amazing to represent a culture and a heritage um, that has been passed on for generation and generation on my father's side, and then I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to take a little bit of time off. 
at that point, I really didn't know if I was going to compete again, if I was done, you know, I really didn't know. But something that was in the back of my mind was this galaxy system. I have wanted to compete in this system since I started in the Mrs. Division in 2015. It's kind of always been this a little bit intimidating to me. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. I don't know if I can do that yet. And then I was like debating on if I was going to do something in 2020. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I kind of like ripped the bandaid off and I decided to sign up for Mrs. Pennsylvania Galaxy. And I won the title. And I, again, was kind of brought back to that moment where I'm like pinching myself daily. Uh, can I believe that this is real? And I, I am still pinching myself because just recently I'm so happy to share with you that I actually received my crown as well. Um, so I actually got my crown uh, recently whenever I traveled to Texas for a, a sister pageant, like I said, with this particular system. So I just actually received my crown this uh, month. And then I, I actually got my sash a little bit before that. So my journey has just been nothing short but amazing. And I'm so excited to see where my journey is going to continue because I really feel like I found a home with this pageant system that I'm in currently. I guess a little bit more of a follow-up question. So you talked about representing um, your state and as also well as like um, your, uh, I guess your cultural heritage. And so what was uh, that like? And like, how did you uh, prepare guess, to represent, guess, re represent those areas? So for my state, um, my goal was to travel across the state. So I'm actually from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and my state is huge. So if you've never looked at the state of Pennsylvania, it's a really wide state. It takes six hours typically to get from one side to the other. And I really wanted to travel all across the state and visit all across different places. And I did just that. As Mrs. Pennsylvania America, I did 134 appearances all across different states in my community and kind of just gearing up. And then, like I mentioned, as Mrs. Germany World, really what I did is I researched a lot more of my heritage. I got on and talked with my ancestors. I connected with cousins, friends, family, um, started speaking more German because it's been a really long time since I was able to do that. And I kind of just really dug into learning more about what it meant to be a German-American and to come from a, a country where they weren't even allowed to say their heritage. And that was really cool. And then for this year, my preparation is a little unorthodox. Um, so I am just traveling the world this year. Uh, so to speak. So I have been to 74 different countries, quote unquote, by doing different podcasts like this one and mm. different states and kind of virtual appearances because the world just looks so different. And really this year, I'm just kind of going with the flow. I feel that once I announce this title, I was given such amazing opportunities to my left and to my right that it's been really surreal for me. So preparing is really just about me getting out there, showcasing my body of work, what I represent, which is heart health, 
talking about why I chose pageantry, talking to people like you and turning these misconceptions about beauty queens into reminding them that these women are role models. These women are women that you can look up to. And these women have been through a lot in their lives. And it also reminds people that you can do anything if you put your mind to it. Before I started pageantry in 2015, just five years before that, I was actually homeless. I was actually living in different cars, going from home to home with my infant son because I was leaving a a domestic violence situation. So to go from traveling and sleeping in and out of different homes to now being able to sit here and talk to you about surviving domestic violence, surviving a heart attack that led to my father's, you know, passing away and be able to sit here and show you that I'm still going after my dream. I think it really helps women see that if we can support one another, we can do anything. Uh, Going back a little bit. So you did talk a little bit more about um, kind of the competition. And so I guess more of like, for those people who are ignorant, don't know anything about pageants, like how does one, I guess, qualify to be, you know, I guess, make it to be like Mrs. Pennsylvania? So that is a great question. And again, it's all going to depend on the system. So the first thing that I tell anybody who's interested in pageantry is to look up pageants that are within your state. There are several different systems that are out there. Look at the system. Look at their mission. Look at their body of work. Look at what type of queens they have representing themselves. And then ask yourself, do these align with what I represent? Does their mission align with what I want to represent? Do the girls align with who I want to be affiliated with? Is this the type of system that I want to do? And then kind of choose from there. Read over their qualifications. What do you exactly need? Like I said, for most systems, you need to live or work within the state that you want to represent. And then again, depending on your age category is going to depend on what actual category you fit in. There are pageants that are out there for all ages, all sizes, all shapes, all races, all religions. And again, that's kind of what drew me into the system that I'm in now is because the pageant that I'm doing now has a title for anyone that is ages, I believe the youngest is six and up. There is no upper age limit. And that's what the beauty of pageantry can do. Yeah, no. So let's... um. Ask me to talk a little bit more about the competition. You kind of did talk more about, um, uh, I guess, more of what exactly are they and like what your body of work is. And so, like, what is your body of work? What um, are they typically looking? If someone wanted to be, I guess, the um, the queen, the beauty, the pa- beauty pageant queen, what would it take, I guess, to be to be that? So for me, I'm not sure if I can answer exactly what it takes because I have just done what I. I'm going to do and I present who I am. And for me, I think any beauty pageant wants a queen that is going to do the work, which means getting out there and representing your pageant to your best ability, whether that's making virtual appearances, whether that's actually getting out in your community, whether that's appearing on podcasts just like this, talking about their system, talking about why you chose it and talking about why it's a great system. That is, I I believe, the job of the pageant queen 
is to be basically a brand ambassador for your pageant. And for me, my body of work is really about consistency, showcasing to that system that I'm a queen that's going to work. You pick me, I'm going to work. I'm going to work. I'm going to get out there in the community. I'm going to showcase to people, again, what this pageant system is all about, who I am as a person, and what we can bring to the table as married women. But again, it's just going to depend on that system. So I would take it back to looking up that system and looking up what do they seek. There are some um, pageants that are talent-oriented, that they base it off of a talent. If I had a talent, I would play the steel drums. That's a fun fact that most people don't know about me. I played the steel pan, a.k.a. the steel drums, all throughout middle school, and I can still play them to this day. So, you know, if there's, a, if there's something that you want to do, there's a pageant that's out there. But for me, I started pageantry because I fell in love with the power of the sash and the power of the crown. So what that means is I was doing all the things I was doing as just Sindel Taylor. But when I started doing pageants, they were looking at me as Mrs. Allegheny County, as Mrs. Pennsylvania, and they wanted to hear what I had to say. People wanted to talk to me more. It opened up so many more doors so many more windows that I really just don't think would have been open to me had I not competed in a beauty pageant. It also helped me realize what did I want out of life? What did I want out of pageantry? What did I want out of my life? What were my plans? Why did I choose this crazy thing? And really, what was I going to do with it? And for me, it was about getting my message out there about heart health. So my personal platform is heart health awareness. And I chose that platform because in 2005, my dad suffered a heart attack and stroke that left him completely paralyzed on the left-hand side. And again, for me, it just, that's what it takes to be competitive. Knowing who you are, knowing what does the system want, and then showing up and doing your job. I've kind of heard there is like, uh, I guess, a walk, you know, you have to, you know, whenever presenting or competing. So kind of what is that like and kind of what's... Um... Is it was the um what's the best word to describe it? Um, I guess technique to do to do the walk. So I'm actually a walking coach. I have been on a runway since I was three years old. As I mentioned to you before, I was a model growing up by trade. Um, so it's much like being on a runway. The walk is where I feel the most confident. I love being on stage under the bright, shiny lights, showcasing to your family and friends your beautiful aura, your posture, your clothes, you know, just your presenting your authentic self. And every pageant, again, is a little bit different. So for your walk, it's really just about who you are, commanding and being confident on that stage. So for me, it's about practice. Practice makes perfect. So I actually practice my walk. When I first started um, modeling, I actually practiced every day for an hour a day um, until I was seeing my talent scout. And now I practice three times a week for an hour a day. And that way it's kind of like fitness for me. So I practice different walks. I practice a, you know, a gown walk, which is a little bit more slower and more rhythmic and a little bit more just kind of elegant, regal. I think like if you were going to go meet the queen of England, and she was going to walk up and shake your hand. That's how I feel like an evening gown walk looks. And I practice a swimsuit walk, which is a little bit more 
um, fast-paced, a little bit more high-paced, kind of like a Victoria's Secret model. And I practice just different walks on those days. And it just it's just fun for me. So practice makes perfect, much like everything else. This concludes this episode of The Moderate Review. Please join us next time where we talk about the actual purpose of beauty pageants and some misconceptions surrounding them. Until next time, I'm your host, Jack Taggart. The views expressed in The Moderate Review are solely of the individuals participating and not necessarily of the organizations they are affiliated with. If you enjoyed what you've heard, please tell your friends and please follow us on Twitter at tmodrev, that is the letter T, mod, rev, one word. Until next time, I'm your host, Jack Taggart.